Street someday. Y'all know the song? Mm-mm. I'm waiting to get to the hook. That heaven. That's the name of the damn song. Heaven Ooh. is 10 zillion light years away. Well, who Well, I am it? now done. It's Stevie. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, you be deep into the deep into and the album. And you can feel it. Mm. I'm sorry. Feel his spirit. <laughs> Whoa. You be so. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Help yourself. You have to. Because right now it feels like heaven is 10 zillion light years away. Help us, God. Well, praise the Lord, niggas. <laughs> praise the Lord, niggas. We are back and we are black and we are here to discuss the ghettos of adulthood. We have a guest. My sister Didi is here. Darian is here. And I just couldn't be more, I couldn't be more excited, Darian. <laughs> Welcome on to the kitchen table. Thank sis. you. Welcome, Didi. Thank again. you. <laughs> My DD is here, yes, again, because I am having a rough day, but we're going to get through. That's all right. That's all right. Through is where we're going, okay? We're not stopping here in the abyss, but yes, DD is here, and I'm excited. We're going to talk about all kinds of uh, wonderful black women things at the kitchen table, but before we get to that, I want DD to introduce herself unto the people. Um, So Please, let them know (laughs) who you are, all of the amazing things that you do. Well, my name is DD, and I am a um, professional singer from Dallas, Texas. Um, if you are a connoisseur of gospel music like myself and Kia mm-hmm. and any of the mm-hmm. rest of mm-hmm. you, um, mm-hmm. I've sang on pretty much all of <laughs> Shady. All your face. I, I don't necessarily know if Jay gets as deep into the cuts as she does on Stevie Wonder no, stuff. Really not. Stevie's album, right, right. Because that was one don't. that I had never heard, but I'm going to look it up because... It sounds like Thank it's a you. message. Fulfilling this first finale. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, okay, so I um I sing um background for Kirk Franklin um currently. I have worked with mm-hmm. some of the All your faves. Yeah, all of all of mm-hmm. your faves all your basically. Faves. I am I'm grateful. I'm grateful for do to do the work that I do because you know, growing up I didn't want to do this at all. I just I wanted to be a Supreme Court justice. I don't know how singing. Um, I don't know how that was. Come on, Ruth Bader (laughs) D.D. Ruth Bader D.D. Yes. That energy. So, yeah. With the gavel. RBD. RBD. Seriously. RBD. I don't take it. So, a real big dick. Sorry. I'm sorry, D.D. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't even say with you? I don't know. That was epic and I love it. I'm texting my group chat tonight. (laughs) We cannot have anything nice. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love mm-hmm. that. But yes, Didi is here. By day, she sings um, for all of the gospel faith. Mm-hmm. And she's also a mother to two beautiful teenage black teenage women. Teenage black women. And yes. we are yet praying her strength. Please pray my strength. Can y'all. I ask you a question, yes. Didi? <laughs> have you ever seen Kirk Franklin and Plies in the Room oh at the same God. time? Here we go. No. I knew it was happening. It was bound to happen. I can say with honesty that I've never seen them in the same room together. So I can't. 
I can't confirm nor deny <laughs> if one day it's flies and the next day's cr- I don't know. I have other questions, but I'm going to ask you off the air because I got questions about other gospel artists. Okay. <laughs> I want to know about okay, right. the Mary of the Mary. Well, we, okay, we'll move right along then. We'll move right along out of the mess. Yes, we will We will proceed. Listen, yes, Jay, Jay came to again. start the trash early. <laughs> She can't. She's really ready to jump know. right I in. I didn't even know. She's I didn't even know you was. Right I didn't even know what was going on. So they, she came and surprised me, nigga. I got questions, nigga. I'm a journalist. We, you are not okay, a journalist. But yes. We are talking about <laughs> adulting. We are talking about all of the ghettos, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the temptations, the taxes, the voter suppression mm. of being a real live African American in the year of our Lord 2020. I hope everyone is, uh, you know, being as safe and sane as possible in these perilous times we are living in. If you have not voted, Mm. you have have disappointed me. But there is still time. There is still time. Um, One day. And I hope that you'll listen to this standing on somebody's line down to the polls. Thank you so much for your cooperation. I'm not a poster sticker girl, but I I went. It's 35 minutes of wait time. Charge your AirPods. You'll be all right. Get you a snack you or whatever. I don't know. Something where you're, you know, uh, you know Air Max 95, <laughs> 91, yeah. something with some some support. I went and I did the absentee ballot. I did a mail-in ballot. So I just went ahead and dropped mine off down to the ballot box and walked on away. I went in person. I did the, the you know, the pins they give you are, are real cute because they don't want nobody touching the uh-huh. iPad. So they got the rubber joint at the Very end nice. of them. A you stylist, sign your name. Stylist. Very stylist. Nice. That's mm-hmm. what the lady told me. Still signed with the wrong end. It's fine. <laughs> um, and, you know, they give you the sticker at the end. So you so choose to have one. It was very smooth. It was very quick. Niggas were social distanced. I was pleased. Indeed. Amen. All is well. Didi, have you voted yet? I have. Um, I went, when was that? Last, it was the last day of early voting here. So yeah, Friday. And it took me maybe 10 minutes. Got in, got out. Mm. They gave me my little pen. I lost it on the way mm-hmm. you know, home. But yeah, my vote same. was counted. And tomorrow, I'm going to take both of my girls, since they are both now okay to vote. Yes. And I've already told the one that lives with wow. me, if it's any other other than what I told you to vote for, yes, pack your things. Get your things <laughs> and go. And get your things go. And get You've got to you get. have got to go. You've got to go. You're not welcome here that's just where it. I pay for no, you're that's not. just it. You got to lunel them little hoes. <laughs> get all of your You've got to get, get out of out. my house. You've got for to go. Sure. <laughs> but yes, well, we're I happy live. to hear it. We're happy to yes, hear we it. Are. Hopefully we will all live to see next Woo! week. Um, girl, because he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming coming back. I just want to be ready. A clean up woman is a woman. It's time for the trash. Basura, basura, cha cha cha. Cha cha cha. And uh, we're not doing trash this week because the world is the end the world is period <laughs> and it's just overwhelming and sometimes we just need a break from all of the terrible news do and do. so this week we're just gonna just just know that the world is trash y'all know everything gonna, that's going on listen and we just oh gosh but yes we'll move quickly into the shout out and then hopefully the rest of the show we can just focus on who's next <laughs> <laughs> okay 
All right, going ahead with the shout out then. My sister's popping right now, like. Okay, so the shout out this week actually is not our typical shout out. Go ahead and go ahead, truck. It's all right. It's okay. So I don't know if you have ever seen the story, sis, um, or if the listeners have heard of the story. Uh, hashtag stand with Jennifer. Jennifer mm-hmm. is um, a black woman in Long Island who purchased a home, her and her daughter. She's a nurse, and she was harassed by her neighbors. Um, oh, they were wow. racist. They would throw fecal matter on her uh, on fecal her lawn. Matter. They were putting dead squirrels in her lawn oh, let me tell and you threatening what. her to the point where she like had to it. put a big banner on her front door that says, if something happens to me, I have a child in the home because they were, it was really disgusting. It was caught on camera. It's been going on for some time. I don't understand that. (laughs) Because people are hateful and they have no cause. Y'all are out here marching and doing all of this. And what are you marching for? You have no cause. Black people are marching and other people are marching for black people because we are fighting for our lives. What are you fighting for? What are you marching for? You just out here looking like a bunch of red-faced baboons. But anyway, I don't want to take away from Jennifer. Jennifer has had to move out of her home in Long Island. She is going to be renting it out. Um, And she is, yeah, she's being basically being forced to move because of racist neighbors and because of the community. And so um, while she's looking for a safe place for her and her child, she is renting her home out. But we're gonna put the we're gonna put the information in the description box. If you are local, if you know anybody in the Long Island area who's looking to relocate um, and rent, then uh, we want to make sure that we put that information out there. But it's just disgusting that this this woman tried to purchase a home for her and her child, tried to build a home for her and her child, and is being has been harassed out of that home. Everybody so is trash. Period. We want to shout out Jennifer um, and know. It, it got to the point where strangers, this this got out on social media and strangers were literally parking in front of her home to make sure to look out for her. They were taking shifts. It was like young black like, men who why? were out here taking shifts to look out. No, there no, this wasn't like this is young black men who would show up to look out for her house for her after this got public. That's how disgusting these people are, how they were treating her. So um, we wanted to put Jennifer as our shout out this week and make her story, uh, make people aware of her story because this is this is this is disgusting. This again, this is why I'm learning to hunt. I cannot wait to because we're going into a war, and your girl's oh, gonna Lord. be perched on top of a building like a gargoyle with my bow and arrow, and I am hunting oh, these Jesus. niggas. Jesus. And that is just that on that. Anyway, uh, what we got next? Let's get yes. <laughs> let's get there. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the world right now, and the Skim is here to help you cut through the noise and understand what really matters. Meet Skim This, a weekly podcast from the Skim that makes it easier to understand how the news this week impacts you. Skim This breaks down the most complicated stories of the week and adds context and clarity to answer the questions that are on your mind. The show brings in expert voices from around the world to help explain why the news this this week matters both in the short term and the long term, and why you should care. In a busy and sometimes noisy world, they're here to help you end your week with a roundup of the news that matters to you. We skim, you listen. 
Subscribe to Skim This wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly every Friday morning. That's S-K-I-M-M, this. It feels like the holiday season sneaks up on us earlier every year, a word. So if you're not already thinking about holiday shopping, you are behind. So here's a great place to get everything you need this holiday season, Zebit. With Zebit, you can shop thousands of products from your favorite brands and pay for them over time. They have everything from Xboxes and TVs to tools, cookware, furniture, and even gift cards. Zebit gives you the option to pay just a portion of the price at checkout with the rest spread out over time and easy achievable payments. There's no cost to join, no hidden fees, and no gotchas. With flexible payment options and an amazing marketplace, Zebit is the best place to start the holiday shopping season. You can get so many things from the Zebit marketplace. It's not limited to, but it has electronics and computers. If you need a laptop, furniture, appliances, health equipment, home goods, accessories, kitchenware. There's so many products within the Zebit marketplace. And people wonder what the catch is. You know, sometimes with different programs, they're like, well, if I pay in installments, am I paying more? Actually, no. So the items that Zebit sells only have one price and you can choose whether to purchase those items outright or pay in installments, but the price does not change. So there is no hidden fees. Get a head start on your holiday shopping. Sign up to shop on Zebit today at zebit.com slash grown. That's Z-E-B-I-T dot com slash grown. Zebit.com slash grown, 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 grown. All right, we're back the kitchen table. And today we're going to talk about something that I think that every woman at some point in her life has had to experience. And it's something that I've, I'm currently in the midst of and Jade and Dee Dee have navigated at one point during their life. We're going to talk about singleness, right? Cause I find as a single woman of a certain age, um, I interact with a lot other, you know, other large groups of women, um, Many of my friends are married. Many of my friends are single. And there's always a lot of talk about um, relationships, right? We're always talking about niggas in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say niggas, you know, that includes all non-binary, male, female. Everybody. 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 You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're not excluding. Um, <clears throat> so, um, and I'm finding that um, conversation around singleness is often limited right so we think about and a, and a, a lot of women and a lot of like societal spaces churches women's empowerment brunches the social media we all talk about singleness um in similar ways and when i say that i mean you hear a lot of rhetoric around um uh, singleness is this kind of like holding holding pattern holding cell <laughs> it's like a probationary period before your mm-hmm. next relationship um, and I don't know that there, that there is a lot of conversation. I think there is happening in small, small um, spaces or smaller uh, spectrums or spheres or whatever. But I, I want us to kind of have a broader conversation about like kind of reclaiming singleness and thinking about it in different ways. So thinking about it less as like this space, like, you know, we think about singleness only with respect to relationships that you are either coming out of or going into but what about singleness just as a space of, you know, an opportunity for like self-awareness, self-growth um, and just living your best life? And, you know, 
I wanted to talk about that with women who like Jade is currently married. Didi is married now, but was divorced and is since remarried. But I just wanted to talk mm-hmm. um, about like, you know, the sacred space of sa- of singleness. Uh, Cause I think it is a, a, a special time for all of us. And, but we have to be intentional about how we, how we uh, exist within it. So to open up the conversation, I wanted to know if I was alone, if you guys had heard any kind of, misconceptions or common narratives around what it means to be single um and if so like what are they and what are your what are your thoughts i'm going to start with Didi, and then we'll go to jade um i think that if you are a woman that um if you've grown up in a church anything any type of church background Mm -hmm. it's almost like every religion's common denominator is when it comes down to women you are literally only existing to be the help meet to a man. No one celebrates, yeah, no one celebrates women in their singleness. No one celebrates a woman who has decided to focus on her education, who has decided to forego Mm -hmm. children for the time being because I want to be in a place that's whole, that's healthy, that's educated, that is, you know what I'm saying, self-sustainable. No one really like um, appreciates that. You, I mean, you can tell it, all around on social media, if a woman gets her doctorate, you know, just, you know, like you, Kia, mm-hmm. I have a friend that just received, you know, or she just defended uh, the other day. She had, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, maybe 300 likes on the picture, but had she posted a picture of being engaged or a picture getting married, mm-hmm. it would have been over a thousand. And I'm just like, viral. It, yeah, it, it's, it's so, <laughs> it's so completely crazy to me, especially because, you know, I was, I was married the first time for almost 10 years and then divorced and then remarried um, just almost 11 months ago. And even though I have I have people that are appreciative and they are, you know, I'm saying celebratory of that, you know, I'm saying goal that I that I hit, but not for reasons of we're proud that you have this love in your life. It's I mean, you know, you're you're out here, you're singing, you're traveling all over the place. You got daughters. You should just want to be married, and it's like, what? Are Why? are we are we serious right now? So it's I, I feel like there are definitely a lot of negative connotations to a woman being single, and I am here to tell every single woman that's listening, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you saying, you know, over thirty, under thirty. I want to get myself mm-hmm. together because I want to be yes, right over 40, over yeah. 50. Like there is nothing wrong with you saying I want to be so I want to be so full on love for myself that when he comes along, when whoever comes along, I'm going to be loving them from the overflow, mm-hmm. not from right. <laughs> I'm not going to be giving them yeah. the last of my love. Like what? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all done. It's true. That, that day mm-hmm. of women giving their absolute last love and their pinky toe to another person, no, <laughs> that's done. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jade, I think uh, it's maybe not. We've all pretty much heard the same, you know, things. But single women mm-hmm. are miserable. Mm-hmm. I hate hearing that narrative. Um, even going back and rewatching Girlfriends, it's obviously entertaining, but the, the just the desperation of yeah. Joan and like having all these things in her life, 
but it's nothing really means anything until she has a man. And that was like the ultimate goal Absolutely. for everything. It's like, but girl, you opened a successful spot and you became an attorney. I mean, you were an attorney. Then you opened a successful spot that was failing, mm-hmm. you know, just a whole number of things. And having a man was like the number one goal. I think and that, I, I hate seeing that narrative. Yeah. Well, that's something that Didi was saying, like, it's like literally uh, it is drilled into us through like yeah. books and television shows and, and church and family and all of that stuff. Um, I mean, and, and I think, I mean, even I think about like my relationship with my grandparents and I know that the world is different for them now. Right. So they grew up in a time where, you know, folks got married 20, 21 and just, you know, got on to the business of having children. Mm-hmm. And so I, I fully understand that I'm an I'm an anomaly to them. Like they're just and I and when I speak to them, I recognize that that's kind of their frame of reference and that's where they come from. But they very much engage me. My grandfather, especially, like I feel like he's given up. Like he's just like Kia has made a decision. She is going to have a career, and I I think that that's wonderful. That's what she wants to do with herself, and I support it, which is which is fine. Like he doesn't. He doesn't ask me. He he's, he very much handles me as if I have decided that I'm just going to be single. And he's like, well, if that's what you want, girl, I'm here for it. He doesn't pressure me. But, like, you know, mm-hmm. the concept of me being single at this age is not something that he can really wrap his brain around. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, you know, him being a pastor, you know, just kind of speaks to that culture that, that Didi was talking about. Because even, like, going to church, all of the programming – all of the, all of every, all, even to this day, women's conferences, women's, I've start, said this on the show before, like when you go to the prayer breakfasts, the, the retreats, the brunches, it's always about, you know, getting a man if you don't have one and keeping a man if you got one. And if you still looking for one here, you know, here are 13 things that you can do to have one by the end of the year. And, you know, I found that at men's conferences, they're talking about, you know, generational wealth and <laughs> fiscal solvency and like you know how to be a good person and we over there worried about like you know how to get chose and so I I just want to I was talking to one of my mentees you know a young girl um reached out to me and she's what 22 maybe Mm. not even maybe like 21 um and she was like you know feeling like all of my friends are partnered and getting married and I'm just like, she's like, I just feel like I'm running out of time. And, you know, after I finished laughing in her face. <laughs> Girl, because they deserve to laugh. You don't get somewhere. They deserve to laugh. Right? You don't get somewhere and sit down. You don't get somewhere and sit down. You are. But 20 years old, sitting here talking about you don't have time. <laughs> what? That's all you got, sis. Time. But, yeah, she and I was like, you know, I, I, the thing, I was like, if, if, I were, if, if I were in your spot and someone was talking to me at your age, one thing that I feel like I know that I can say like you have so much time and this time that you have is so precious mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. time that you have to focus solely like you don't have and I'm, I'm going to throw this off to the both of you um as parents because I, I i recognize i have so much respect for the both of you who are raising other human beings <laughs> because i know that i'm just doing the best i can to keep this plant over here alive hey maurice hey maurice you're doing, you're doing well son <laughs> but listen i'm doing the best that i can to keep this plant alive and so I have come to really treasure this space that I have to really kind of get to know me and understand me and not have the the burden of responsibility to care for another person. So as parents, 
what are some things, I mean, and there are some single people who are parents, but you know, just speak to your experiences as parents around like how we can kind of reclaim this, this time of singleness um, as, as a gift, as an opportunity. Like as parents, what would you say to mm-hmm. people who, I mean, um, are, are parents and are, are dealing with their singleness from a place of lack or thinking about it like as a, as something that's unfortunate. And this is not to say that you shouldn't want to be in relationship because, you know, that's, you know, a goal of mine personally, but like what, what advice would you give to someone like that? I, 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 sometimes, honestly, I wouldn't even, sometimes I don't even, they don't even need advice. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because, um, I went today actually to go get my hair braided. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, my homegirl, shout out to Amina, Amina Imani. She's also a comedian. Um, very, very talented. But she braids my hair and she's a single mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, her son is doing complete 100% virtual learning right now, six years old. Wow. And I went there today. And when I tell you, she started my head about 1045. I was out of there by about 545. And she also managed to oversee his virtual learning, Mm -hmm. answer his questions, make sure he had lunch. Just a machine. (laughs) Just, I mean, just doing it. You know what I'm saying? And she's such an amazing mother in the way that she deals with him, in the way that she speaks to him. He is such a smart kid and it's such a reflection of what a dope parent she is. And I actually had a moment today where I sat back and was, I, I I looked at her in awe and said, yo, you got more patience sometimes than I even have. And I have a partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I know she's tired. Mm-hmm. She was tired. You know what I'm saying? She needs a break. But she is handling it with such elegance and grace. And I had to give her her flowers in that moment and say, you are an amazing mother. She's like, I'm trying, sis. I'm like, nah, you're doing. Because you are literally handling this completely alone. Making sure... He gets to school when school was in. Now that he's virtual learning, making sure that he has. A, and she's an old school black mother in the way that she thinks because he got them packets. And the school was like, print all these materials. And she was like, let me explain something to you. I did not buy this printer to print all these materials. So when he came over there, she said, you write them questions. She's like, and then you write your answers. And we're going to compare it to the computer. That's right. <laughs> and she actually just texted me since we've been recording. And she's like, sis, I just want you to know I ate dinner. Nasir's in the bed, like, you know, I'm relaxing and I, you know, I just want to update you, let you know what's going on. And I, I, ha- I give her all yeah. the flowers cause she's right. so dope like that. So I think sometimes single parents, a lot of times single parents, especially for people like myself who do have, and I have to give my partner his credit cause I've seen some married partners with some trash ass partners <laughs> as parent, co-parents. I've seen single people with amazing co- co-parent amazingly with the, you know mm-hmm. with their with their co-parent so i think it just kind of depends on the situation and the people right but i think we can all kind of look to each other in different circumstances to pull from one another and kind of see where we can add to and how we can help how we can be in community i don't know if this answers anything that you <laughs> no said. i'm just saying i think it's good <laughs> right it's like reclaiming it's like re like i think the whole episode what i want the segment to be about is like like re uh, articulating this narrative, yeah. repainting the picture of singleness right. and even single parenthood. So it's not something that's always about like lack and deficit. But like you said, you know, what's her name? Amina? 
Amina. Amina was is out here just being a boss and an administrator and running that house as yes. a single as a single mom and you know that is that is to her credit that you know she just you know just like any other her her child is not lacking her household Absolutely. is not lacking um because she's not currently partnered exactly anything you want to add uh dd anything yeah i i um because of the fact that i and i i keep saying i'm raising because i feel like my girls are still needing to be raised. I mean, because they just, they don't know what, Absolutely. they don't know what they're doing right now. But my- I needed to be raised at 18 and 19. <laughs> and see, and see. Sometimes I need to be okay. raised now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still calling my mom asking her for things and I'm definitely 38. But um, <laughs> um, my daughters, I have stressed to them so much um, because they are both sides of me. Whereas they're, when I was growing up, I always saw my mom married. Um, Mm-hmm. She was I, she, my mom was one of those really, really, really super saved church women to where she was like, listen, I don't date. Um, if the Lord did not tell me you were my husband, we can't do nothing. We can't talk on the phone. We can't do nothing. So from, the, you know, it was it's always just been a thing where she had a husband. And so growing up, I either wanted to be in a relationship or. I basically always wanted to have some type of interaction with a boy at some point. So even though I was technically mm. single, I just stayed, you know what I'm saying, booed up is basically what it was. Connected. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. when my girls, you know, having daughters, you have to look back on your own life and just say, OK, so I really want to direct them in another way so that they're not making sort of like the same choices. And my girls, I've stressed to them the importance of really, really, really getting to know yourself owning everything about you from top to bottom, mm-hmm. head to toe, internally. I have, I stress to my kids when they were three and four and five years old, every single thing that is on your person belongs to you. So if mm-hmm. you don't want, when they were little, if we would go to family gatherings and people would be like, oh, you know, Terry, come give me a hug or oh, Trinity, come give me a hug. If my girls did not want a hug, they're three. They get to say, I don't want to hug today mm-hmm. because my, th- oh, I, I love you because yep. the thing is, and I think that had a lot to do with the fact that, you know, I was sexually abused um, by my father at mm-hmm. 13. And so my whole narrative of how coupled up singleness, uh, being married, all of that looks totally different from the average black mm-hmm. woman. Because I have to be careful and I have to be protective over all of this that I'm bringing to the table. Not everyone's going to be able to deal with a person with a background of sexual abuse, not from a stepfather, not from an uncle, but the person that helped make you to, you know, bring you into this world. It's a it's a lot to deal Mm -hmm. with. And so I had to stress to my girls like you have agency over all of that and I don't ever want you to feel like just because you're looking on Instagram and you see the couple pictures in the in the forest with the nice fall leaves in the background and the people <laughs> got the matching fits and we're coordinating mm-hmm. all that you don't ever have to feel pressured that that is a thing because whatever it is that you want to do if you tell me um you know I want to go to school and I want to be a dental hygienist and that's what I'm 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 you know, pushing you towards. Um, And I think that's Mm -hmm. the thing is like Mm -hmm. when we are raising other humans, we have to be willing to correct the verbiage that was told to us or that the actions that were shown to us growing up so that they don't feel the same weight that we did. Now that I am remarried, 
I don't feel the weight of nothing that was taught to me as a child. I am Mm -hmm. completely settled in the fact that I love myself with all of me and I love my husband from the overflow. My husband do not get Mm -hmm. the very last of I'm not I'm not to the point where I am giving all of myself to where I have nothing left to give me because I've given it all to him and my children. Because the way that I look Mm, at it is they can all go away and I'm left with me and I have to Mm -hmm. be okay for me. And so it's, you know, growing up, that was described as selfish at 38 living Mm -hmm. in 2020. I understand that there's nothing selfish Mm -hmm. about that whatsoever. We are all out here trying to keep our minds. (laughs) We're all trying to stay sane. So I think that's kind of like my my angle when it comes down to teaching and even with my even with my single friends, all of my core friends in my circle, all of them are single. No, mm-hmm. no one. And we're all, you know, what I'm saying around the same age. Matter of fact, the majority of them are older than me. And it's just like we're just out here trying to get it how we live. And if a spouse comes, mm-hmm. a spouse comes. Right. We're not right. going to feel bad about laying in the bed by ourselves at night. I'm glad you said that. So one thing I was talking about, I was, I was talking to some friends about this and I said, you know, Unless I love my mm-hmm. husband, I do. I said, but it's not lost on me. Everybody's like, oh, there's so many single, older black women out there or divorces or widows or what have you. It's not lost on me that a lot of niggas go and get remarried, but a lot of women don't. <laughs> Some do, but there's a lot who don't. And it don't have nothing to do with the fact that they can't or choice. can't find it's a choice because they are sick of you <laughs> niggas shit y'all are exhausting you are motherfucking exhausting do you hear me and i, I love my nigga but sometimes he exhausts me it's real <laughs> i think you know that i think that has come like as we kind of uh you know rewrite the narrative around singleness we're also rewriting the narrative around relationship because i think it's about being in healthy partnership um and i think a lot of women are now more conscious of the standard you know conscious of having a standard and an expectation for the kind of relationship that they want to be in um instead of feeling instead of succumbing to like the social pressure to be partnered Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. um when i even talked to my to my mom and my parents divorced when i was really young um and it wasn't a good situation but i i will say that when I talked to her about it from the beginning, like they don't have, like my mom never spoke of a love story between she and mm-hmm. my father. It, it, it feel very, felt very much like they were dating and they got to a certain age and people started asking her when she was going to get married. And so she went to him and said, you know, they asking, <laughs> and he was like, well, all right. And, and then, you know, they went on ahead, got married and had two kids. And, but when, when you, when both of them, because I've had the opportunity to engage both of them around this, when they look back, um, it was not a choice. It was not an intentional choice for them. You know, I'm getting married because I want to be with this person. It was very much, uh, you know, a circumstance. Like, you know, I'm here, he's here. We might as well, Jagged Edge, we might as well <laughs> do this. And um, and I feel like now um, we the agency that Darian talked about, like I think there are many more women and men, honestly, people generally who are more conscious about the kinds of choice, more conscious about their choices. We, we recognize that we have more options um, and, and we don't have to be backed into any, 
any sort of situation. And I, I, I can say, um, as someone who's never been married, I can totally relate to, you know, feeling in my 20s, mid-20s, you know, uh, late 20s, early 30s even, like, dang, you know, it seems like everyone is partnered around me or everyone's getting married around me um, and feeling left out, feeling like I wasn't doing something right um, because I wasn't um, in a relationship, like a serious relationship. Of course, I've dated, but I've never been in a serious, like, relationship. And now looking back at someone who is uh, going to be 38 in a couple of months, I'm so I'm so grateful and I'm learning to love and appreciate this time. I have new eyes. I'm grateful for a new understanding about this time in my life. I recognize that it's there's nothing but opportunities for me. Like I have the opportunity to learn about myself. Um the good, the bad. I'm working with my therapist. I was talking to Didi the other day about different traumas that we've shared, you know, and, and what those traumas, how those traumas have shaped how we see ourselves. And I'm grateful that I have the space to do this work um, without, um, you know, you know, I can kind of work through my stuff without bleeding all over some defenselessness. Yes, you know what that, I'm saying? Like, I don't that, I don't want to bring all of my trouble, all of my strife. And I'm not saying that it will go right. away, but I want to work through it to a, to, a, to a healthy place where I can, you know, maneuver it in my life and it not be such, uh, you know, something that's devastated. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want my burdens to, to break apart, uh, you know, a relationship. Yeah. Um, in that way. And I'm grateful for this space and this time to, to kind of look at myself and get to know myself and fall in love with Kia. Cause I can say that, you know, I internalize all those years of singleness as lack, as deficit, as like, well, something was wrong with me. But now I recognize that it's not because something was wrong with me. Like, you know, I just have I have all the more time to really understand and know and love myself so I can get to the place like to what Didi was saying, like where I'm, I'm loving my loved ones from the yeah. overflow and not from a place of dependence. Like I need yes. them to validate or sustain because me. Because I think that's, I think that's the, the key to redefining what relationships look like for us now. Um, you know, because my mom feels like millennials have redefined everything anyway. She's like, I don't know what y'all be doing. And I'm like, but let me tell you what we're not doing, sis. We we're have. not staying in unhappy relationships the way that y'all did. Okay. I don't, and you know what? And the thing is, when you were talking about your, your parents, they got married, not even necessarily because it was a choice. It was just like, yo, I'm here. You here. Let's just go ahead on and do it. Mm-hmm. I can take it back to, I, this is exactly what I did 10 years ago or no. 14, 15 years Mm -hmm. ago, when my ex-husband and I got married, we had already had the girls. And so I believe Mm -hmm. my children were maybe five and six when I married their dad. And the way that it happened, we have been messing around, dating, whatever you want to call it, for about eight years. Okay. And I will never forget it. I went overseas and I was gone for like a month and a half. And I came back and I said, you know, it was just, I don't know what it was, but there was like this, this just mounting pressure that was just like, Didi, you're 23. Um, it's time to get married. Now, I don't know. I would, if one of my kids came to me and said, mommy, I'm 23 and I feel like I'm ready to be married. I am probably, I'm probably <laughs> slapping one 
or the both. Like it's it's a thing because like we don't know what we're doing. Go get your sister because like I'm getting both yes. of y'all. I'm gonna get your sister just because she came and asked, and I'm getting you off of collateral damage. Okay, but. I went to my mom and told her that I felt like I was ready to be married. And then I went to him and I said, you got until the end of the year to decide wow. whether we are going to be married or not. And if you don't, I will be on somebody else come January. That's what I said. That's literally what I said. Wow. Y'all, wow. this was January 2007. I told him, I said, because you've been the one running around, doing whatever you want to do, talking, sleeping with whoever, but you got until the end. I, the, the stupidity of what I was saying is just not lost wow. on me today. And so he came to <laughs> me, he came back to me in February and said, this is the date that we're getting married. These are the colors of the wedding. I did nothing. I, I literally went and found my dress July 7th. 2007 was when, was when we wow. got married. Let me tell you how that man was cheating on me three days after we got married, wow. okay? Because God. the thing is, neither one of us knew what we were doing. And he just going along with it because he didn't want to be on child support. You know, we had the two kids. I think he mm -hmm. felt like if I tell her no, then, you know, she probably going to come after my money. So this is what we did. Right. When I tell y'all it was the dumbest decision of my adult life to get married at that age because I had no clue of what I was doing. I didn't know myself. I didn't know what my mm -hmm. expectations were for marriage. I didn't know what my demands were, my non-negotiables, my deal breakers. Because yeah. it was just like, mm -hmm. at this point, I've gotten what I asked for, but what do I do? What do you do when what you ask for is not right. good for you, but you still going to hold it's it in your enough. hand anyway? What do you do? Yeah. So I feel mm -hmm. like single women... Single women like, you know what I'm saying, like you, Kia, there has to be another way that people start to look at situations like yours. Because to me, going through what I've dealt with, um, you know, here within the last five years, it's a thing of I feel like God just preserves certain certain people. Mm -hmm. And it's for a specific mm -hmm. thing. Like, I feel like we could mess things up if we move out of place. We have messed things sure. up when we move out of place. Clearly. It wasn't until... My current husband and I met to where I started to realize I am finally on the right path because when we met, I explained to him my traumas. I, I went because at this point I've learned about me. So I know what it is that I'm asking for, what it is that I'm willing to accept and all of that. And he made a promise to me in the very beginning of our relationship. Um, it doesn't matter how you have to work this trauma out. I'm going to be right here because I'm built to handle this because I feel like you're my wife and I feel like that's been confirmed to me. And so that means I'm strong enough to deal with what it is that you're having to deal with. So the whole bleeding wow. on another person and kind of like trying to heal with another person, single women have such an advantage right now to heal on your own without having to deal with that because... My husband told me he was okay to watch me heal and be there for me. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. But I mean, if you're here, we might as well get this done. <laughs> we, we, we might as right. well get this done. So I just, I want to stress to single women, like you have such a gift. And that's how we have to look at it. The, the eyes have to change right. on the situation, period. There is, mm -hmm. it is such a gift to be mm -hmm. in a place where you are redefining what your role is in society, redefining what your role is in your home, in your family structure, and also in the family that you want to build. 
It's nothing wrong with saying I'm going to work on me until my spouse comes along, because that way, when they come along the whole, you know how people tell you, you know, you should be careful the first year of your marriage because it's going to be the worst. I'm coming up on the first year of my marriage. Mm -hmm. It ain't been the worst. And the reason why is because I feel like we did a whole lot of work before we got married so that we would not have the burden of struggle love because you know how sometimes people be starting off in struggle love and then it gets right you know towards the middle of Mm -hmm. it we did not want to do that there was no struggle nothing here it was like Mm -hmm. we both are coming to the table saying this is what we want this is what i can't deal with is this something that you're willing to kind of change is this something you're willing to tweak and then once we had all of those lined up then it's like okay at this point we're ready to join together as one the singleness is still a gift regardless of what it looks like in partnership being single every in many ways in many ways listen you don't you can be in i feel like jay has something to add girl go ahead and get it off your chest no i'm just saying like you know sometimes people i'm cold i want to snuggle with somebody i'm like sometimes i want somebody to get out of my fucking face how about that sometimes i'd like to just cartwheel around my apartment you know what i'm saying i'd like to bring something in the crib without (laughs) consulting somebody these again doesn't mean i don't love my partner but these are some of the beautiful shallow things about being single (laughs) and then everything that d said you have time to to if if you if you even want a partner because let's talk about that because it's not the the worst thing in the world right it's not the worst thing in the world to just continue to say i'm okay being single yes i don't think there is anything wrong with it at all the world is different. It's made up of different people and different experiences, and that's what makes it a beautiful place. And so, you know, if you push the same rhetoric and everybody has the same story, it becomes monotonous and yeah. it's boring. Yeah. And what is wrong with a married couple getting married and saying, we don't want no kids? What's wrong with a person saying, um, you know, I, I don't mind having a couple of, you know, sleep around partners or what have you, but I'm actually really good by myself. I right. actually don't know if I could bring somebody else into my space. There's nothing wrong nothing. with that. Right. And people have been talking. Yes, and that's and it's okay to not know. It's yet. okay to not know. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like I'm still figuring it out. I have no mm-hmm. idea. Like, because I think that it's another pressure that I want to relieve people of because I feel myself. Especially, especially every time I go to the doctor, girl. They want to remind me about my biological clock or what have you. <laughs> Like you in my bed. They want to be in my don't uterus and be like, hey, girl, that. okay. I know. <laughs> I know. I know, girl. Well, I mean, and my one of my my rheumatologists, as y'all know, I got the RA, right? And one of the medications that I'm on, I have to take with birth control because I, I can't, like, I can't be pregnant on this medicine. So if, you know, when the time comes, it's gonna very much be a conscious choice, right? I have to like, you know, get off birth control and do, you know actually plan so every time i go see her like every six months she's like are you dating anybody and i'm like i need you to get out of my fallopian tubes back all the way up because this is not your concern it's not, it's it's not. not. and i know how old i am i knew before you knew so don't come over here and remind me how old i am i'm well aware and you know i know what it is but there's a pressure and i want to just kind of like push back on that pressure because anything is possible like anything and there's no shade like i think like all the like science has proven that there are women who have kid children much later in life and there are no deficits mm-hmm. there are no concerns healthy people have healthy kids or you know un, you know i mean and there's no there's no guarantee there are y- young mothers who have children yes. with with 
just um you know issues so it's not it's not it's not even about that. There and there's mm-hmm. time to figure out what it is. And I'm so grateful because all of the people that I felt like I was dating and could have potentially been in a serious relationship with or, or even ultimately a marriage with, I had to literally lift my hands and thank the Lord. <laughs> yes. Blessing. <laughs> that he Rain allowed. Down. He <laughs> took his mighty hand and blocked. <laughs> every sperm oh my god <laughs> he did the biggest the biggest he heartbreak of my life was the biggest blessing that part the biggest heartbreak Listen. the hardest heartbreak i've ever felt was the greatest blessing i ever received you just have so much more time to figure it out you have so much more time and you'll make mistakes and you'll get things right and you'll learn but there is no ticking time bomb of of you know when 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 the clock runs no, out it's it's not i feel like you can you can literally do whatever whatever you want we should be pushing back on any pressure that does not fit our life period that's that's what everybody that's, that's all across the board like when you were talking about you know what we've been taught to believe is is you know people should want to be in a committed relationship you know i probably am one of I, I wouldn't I never considered myself to be uh, one of those people that was real like stuck in my ways. But, you know, growing up, like I said, in church, you're taught this certain thing. And it wasn't until I got to be at least 30 to where I was just like, yo, I'm seeing more happiness in some of these relationships that y'all are telling Listen. me should not be. I just at this point Listen. we are taking and if you look around the sanctuary if you it look, ain't really worked out for a lot of y'all. If you look around the sanctuary, <laughs> bunch the deacon of board, if you look around the board, the choir, Lord knows the, the choir. Pulpit. None of the relationships in the choir is working. <laughs> Some of y'all, I mean, it ain't worked it's, out for it's you. It's not so. So what are you pushing we, so hard? We may for? need to start taking some, some, you know, tips from some of the people that do not show up in these four Listen. walls at all. Because, and so that's the thing. Like I've, you know, that that comes along with redefining what it looks like and. Uh, the narrative changing with my girls. My girls are totally different. I got one daughter who is, look, whoever I choose to love is who I'm coming up in here with. And I just be like, okay, sis, listen, (laughs) do what you do. Because like I told her, like I told her, I just want you to be happy. Whatever that looks like, I want you to be comfortable enough to come to me and say, this is what this is. This is what I'm choosing to indulge in right now, because I told her I need to be able to protect you against these family members that do not understand this and want to say something. I need to be able to run up on them mm-hmm. in your honor. So, you know, it's it's I'm, I've yeah. made my children very comfortable in what it is that they want to do, because we've we've been pushed to believe that relationships are the end all and i want my girls to know you don't have mm-hmm. to do this if you don't want to if my, my oldest is so mean you know what i'm saying to these boys i don't i mean whoever <laughs> whoever she ends up with we're gonna have to throw him a party because she's so mean <laughs> he made she's so, he made look, it. she's like That's she's hard. like don't look i love her don't already look at me if you see me in the store, you think I look cute, just say it to yourself. Do not look at me. Don't get my attention. She is terrible. But like I told her. Fuck out here, nigga. But like I told her, even in that, you're okay Ooh. to want to be this way. If you just want to be mean and stuck up to these boys, be that way. 
It's okay. <laughs> I mean, please. It is. It's just life. okay. So yeah, I, yeah. I push that. We should be pushing back against any pressure that does not fit our lives, even in a partnership. Absolutely. If your partnership don't look like what your mom and dad look like, what your grandparents on, okay then. Like, Period. It's, fine. it's fine. My grandparents are attached at the hip. Nigga, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's whatever works for you. And so with singleness, it's whatever works for you. If you want to spend your time until you're 40 years old, uh catching flights, as the girls say, and not feelings. Let's Listen. make sure your passports are updated and clear <laughs> and go for what you Hello. know. Stock up Listen. your dental dam. You want to have a do whole you, If you want to have it. Stock up on them dental dams and them <laughs> and, condoms. And, and, be, and be great. Life. And just, just be great. Like, I, I just, I feel like we. And if you just want to be at the house. If you just want to be at the house with your Netflix password. And your cell phone. your Chardonnay. That's your business. That is. Your Chardonnay. You know what I'm saying? You want to be at the house making your own charcuterie. And living your best life like it's golden. Girl, get your needs met. Whatever it whatever is. Whatever it looks like. Oh, and also that also if you wanna well, we live in a, you know, a post apocalyptic <laughs> world right now. But if you wanna go out to one of them outside restaurants or wherever you're allowed to go safely alone, please go. go. Yeah. As long as I am safe, the you know queen. what I'm saying? Go. Don't be ashamed of like eating alone or or going on a walk I love alone it. or whatever. Like don't be I afraid love of it. Yeah. And I've I've you have to, you have to, and this is someone, I, you have to enjoy your own company. You have to mm-hmm. learn how to uh, make yourself feel good just, in all, in, in, in all of in the all ways. In all the ways. Stress I it. I mean, whatever Stress it is. It. Treat yourself. I mean, when, when I'm in all the in ways. All the ways. Listen, I mean, yes. and read, read on the lines <laughs> and between them. Like children, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying, um, when I, I remember when I, um, when I when I uh, was writing my dissertation and when I uh, defended my proposal, um, I was dating somebody at the time, but you know that was not the best of situations. But and I remember that I wanted to celebrate that accomplishment, and it was a a, a, a choice of like whether I was going to wait for him or whether or not I was just going to just you know not do anything. And I remember having a conversation with myself. I was in my car and I was like. Sis, if you want to go get your Hawaiian ribeye, go and sit to the table and eat. Why not? By get your yourself. Dip, I get mean, your girl, cocktail. get your drinks and put your clothes on, honey. I went home. I put on. I put on some eyebrows and Tuck. lashes. I put on some good shoes and my good purse and drove my own car to the restaurant and set table for one, honey. Sat down and <laughs> ate like a queen and got my whole mm. life. I had to tell myself, like, girl, if. Like, why would I expect somebody else to love on me in the ways that I could love on myself? I thank God that I had the that means um, and 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 I had the, the good sense. I had the everything I needed to go on down and get myself the meal that I wanted. I could sit mm-hmm. and look good. And, feel, and I didn't feel no way about sitting at that table by myself. Period. I had my book. You know what I'm saying? I did. I, I had my mm-hmm. phone. And I just sat there and just enjoyed my Chardonnay. <laughs> okay. You see. <laughs> yes. I love it. I, but there is nothing. I, you have to learn how to enjoy you have yourself to, I, and don't feel bad I about it. I don't understand. I don't understand women, especially, <laughs> especially our girls, our, our black sisters. I don't understand when you say, 
I just don't know how y'all go out to eat by yourself. What are you talking about? I call. I make the reservation. They've been conditioned to think <laughs> there's something wrong just, with it. They've I, been conditioned to really look at it like you, it somebody with a third no eye. It makes no sense because I am good and married. And like Jay said, I love, when I tell y'all I love my husband, like I want to be on this man just as soon as we get off of this, honey, <laughs> as soon as we get wrapped this up, I'm going to make up. For yes. the time. But I love, <laughs> I love my Go husband ahead. so much. But when I tell you I will date me in a minute, he'll just be like, he'll be texting, babe, where you go? Yes, I came to a restaurant. I'm sitting down. Out. I'm eating. I'm probably going to go to Target <laughs> after this is eat. over. You know, yes, round it out girl. with a nice trip to Target. You know what I'm saying? Have a good time. Have I'll, a nightcap. Let me tell you something. Going to I'll, the Target. Maybe go buy that me a plant. A nice little, a nice little <laughs> cute set of pajamas that I could just get out my... Something. Yeah. Shea butter myself up when I get home. with my. Listen, I'm, I am What's a that? whole vibe to me. To me, I'm, I don't, I I to don't depend on him to be things to me that I'm supposed to be to me. And I think that's the thing is that we mm-hmm. have to start telling if you have influence, if you have influence in your circle, in your community, whatever, wherever your reach is, you are responsible for telling these younger mm-hmm. women it is OK mm-hmm. for you to love you the way you want someone else to love you. Because when you mm-hmm. allow yourself to be a mirror to you, you'll start seeing the things that you probably need to fix. So that way, when he, she or whoever comes along. They're not having mm-hmm. to do that work for you. You can do it yourself. Right. Like, I think that's the thing is we have to we have to be more intentional about taking responsibility for all of us. We should not be. Because de- it is our responsibility. It's our responsibility. It he, like your spouse is supposed to your spouse is supposed to add to you. They're not supposed to literally be what begins and ends your happiness. Because mm-hmm. if I think of it, I think about it all the time when um when uh, Big Shiz, LaShawn Daniels passed away over a mm-hmm. year ago. I remember feeling like him and his wife were so, so, so connected that I could not even, in her right. shoes, I could not imagine this man not mm-hmm. being here and how she was going to be okay after he was gone. And I am so grateful that April Daniels chooses to show us this picture of, I am going I to, I'm it. going to eat I am going to keep myself mm-hmm. up. I'm going, Be- on, vacation. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to enjoy I'm my. Going to buy my that clothes. Part, I'm gonna look good, Absolutely. like because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. he is he's going to bring to you what you're supposed to have. But in the event that he's not able to give you that, then what do you do? What do you do if if you are depending on someone else to tell you how beautiful you are, to tell you how amazing you are when that voice goes away? If that voice is silenced from here to eternity, then what do you do? You do you not believe that you're beautiful anymore? Mm-hmm. When my ex-husband, when right. my ex-husband stopped telling me that I was attractive to him, did I think I wasn't attractive? Girl, I wish I would. Girl. Like, nigga, I'm fine. Do I don't know what's wrong look, with you. I, that was actually what propelled me into leaving because I looked at myself in the mirror one day and I said, my DMs are never dry. Period. Mm-mm. Even with you, Period. even with people seeing me with you, it's it's men that don't even live here in the city that is still trying to holler. Why am I, why am I letting you <laughs> cheat on me publicly and I just be here because of the kids. No, sir. I went, And so I was waiting on the opportunity when we got into it about whatever it was we got into it about. And he texted me. <laughs> he texted me and said, I don't think this is working out. 
I literally responded to him and said, bet. Packed my... Because let me tell you something. I was so... <laughs> big energy. I, mean, I was so... Y'all, I was so... Less, I was nigga. so ready. I was so ready to be done that I left my own house. I packed up my things in 90 minutes. Because y'all got me... Because you... That was, that was because you, this week. <laughs> You got me. Wow. You got me messed up. If you think that the sun mm. rises and sets on you, when our mm. queen sister mm. Beyonce just told me, I am the key to the kingdom. I can have another. That's I'm it. the key to the kingdom. Oh, I thought you were gonna say I can. I can. Hop to the next I can do that too. She said that too. I thought you was gonna say. I thought she was gonna say I can have another Not, you in a minute. Ra- but go ahead, Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce gives us she all gives of us all of it. She <laughs> gives us the ratchet. She gives us the queen. She gives, and so I literally, when I heard, when I first heard that song, "Key to the Kingdom," I was just like, "Yo, I really am the key to the kingdom." Mm-hmm. I don't. So, so that's what I'm saying. So it key that part that I, I mean that's, that's me. Like, I, so I I can't. I have to be able to pass that that lesson on. So my girls, I needed them to see me walk that way for a reason. Because I need for y'all to know you don't have to stay in absolutely nothing that is not edifying you. And just because it's a sure. marriage mm-hmm. does not mean that you have to stay in it because it's it's not making you any better. I mean, because if we want to take it back to the word, all things that are lawful are not expedient. So mm-hmm. I married this fool. Okay. Don't mean that I got to stay in this for the rest of my <laughs> life. No, honey. When he when he texted me and told me I think we need to go our separate ways, <laughs> bed, bed, my nigga, I'm out of here. No I am out of here. <laughs> and now he is charged with seeing me and this glow and this happiness that I have with this one that I got. But even if the one that I got wasn't here, he was still gonna see me shining. Cause what? I was too good for you yeah. anyway. And I want him to hear that and, and read mm. that and see that and all that. Okay. <laughs> Extra, oh, I say that to extra. niggas on the street. <laughs> Daily. When they try to holler, I'd be like, I'm too good for you. <laughs> I am too good. Like, get out of here. Carry on, get, sir. Please carry on. Carry on. So yeah, on. we need to we need to know that we can be all of these things to ourselves. We can love ourselves. We can please ourselves. We can satisfy ourselves. We can we can tell ourselves just how amazing we are every single day. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing selfish about that. Right. It's nothing bitter no! about it. It's nothing angry nothing. about it. Mm-mm. It's nothing. It's, it's, it is just the it's truth. It's the truth. It's just the truth. And um, I think that it's only right and it's, on, it's only fair. And I feel like, you know, like you were saying earlier, Didi, I feel like the new perspective that God's giving me about all of this is like, you know, I am something to be cherished. Yes. I'm something that is special. Yes. I am something that, and that means that, you know, what, God made me this way and what and what you cherish you hide you keep it safe and all of the things that you know the circumstances in my life the ones that were harmful the ones that hurt me um the ones that disappointed me all of them have worked to keep me safe yep. um and to mm-hmm. to give me you know what I need um so like to all of anyone else who's been through hard things and you know fe- feels uh, rejected or damaged or you know listen you just have to come to a place where you see um your life like in the big picture like Fran talks about zooming out and thinking about how how a lot of the things that we think 
who are meant to destroy us and tear us down. We really look back. It was really covering protection and its direction to where, where we are supposed to be. And I've come to, at this great big age, appreciate, because I know that at 23, at, I, w- I didn't have this kind of, I wasn't thinking in this way at all. Hell no. Nigga, I was engaged. That was the dumbest, Man, it dumbest was so dumb. Oh my God, it was so dumb. <laughs> it's just not the way. It's not the way. No. So love on yourselves, man. And I'm, I'm, I, I go to, I go to the movies by myself, a big blue icy and laugh and slap my knees by myself as if I was, you would think that I was back here with all of my friends, but I would laugh loudly <laughs> by myself. <laughs> like, I mean, get my whole life. Kia does. In- Kia, it, let me tell you, nobody entertains Kia while she watches TV like Kia. I, listen, people, and I mean, my neighbors, my neighbors be cracking up when they, when they learn there ain't nobody in here but me. Because I be in here. <laughs> like, like, just for me, I get, I get myself together. I love it. I love it. I just, you know, it's just the way. It's just the way. But I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we can have this conversation. I feel like it's important. I feel like it's necessary, and I hope that it's received in the spirit that it's given. Right. So this is not about bashing partners, no. bashing relationships. No, not at all. It's not about, uh, and it, it's not about saying. And and I hope from my heart, I hope that I can find, you know, partnership, companionship. I just want it to be a healthy situation. I want it to be something that adds to my yes. life, not takes from it. And if that means that I have to wait for it, then I'm willing to do that. If I have to do the work on myself for it, then I have to do that. And it gets hard. Like Didi will tell you, like I call her all the time, like, <laughs> what am I doing at it up? And she she has to remind me and get me back on track. Uh, because it's 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 the journey, and sometimes it's like easier said than yeah. done. But you have people around you that can help pull you through, and that's why I look to both Jay and Didi to as as those very important special people in my life. So I wanted us to come together on the show, um, and really just use this space, like Didi said, as a platform to to push us all to reconsider, reconceptualize, reimagine our lives and take the limits off in terms of it being like, you know, you're not, you're not bound or confined or limited by your status as a single person. Mm-hmm. Your life is not over. It's, it's literally beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's that's not, not complete. It's, it's not it's incomplete. Not incomplete. It's not, not. You have, all. you have everything that you need. You have plenty of time. You are where you're supposed to be. Receive it. Thank you, ladies. Didi, thank you so, so, so much. That was such a gift and a joy. (laughs) That was fun. Really are. Thank you so much. I knew it. I was coming back from the gym and I was like, I should ask Didi to be on the show with us. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to do. No, I love it. Next time you can come back and talk to us about what it's like to raise teenage girls. Baby, let me tell you something. If I didn't already have uh, an edible situation happening, I have to have it with them because, oh, my God, you know, the the smoking part, I can't do that because, you know, I got to use this to help pay for the bundles. The bundles that the girls love to wear. Yeah, because they don't believe in beauty supply hair. They believe in a vendor. Um, But, yeah, man, you got to have extra things. My Lord. Well, Child. thank you so much for coming, sis. You're always welcome at the kitchen yes. table. Thank always. you, ladies, for having we me. Will. 
You're a gift. Are you gonna? St- are we doing black women self care with Didi? Would you like to say? Do you mind? Sure. I know you got to get to. You got to get to your. Husband. Got to get to Bruce. <laughs> and his name is Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Real nigga. <laughs> I just know it. It's just so black. Their relationship is so black. Didi and Bruce. Bruce and Didi? Yes. You know it's a couple who plays Bitwiz together. My nigga, they have God. the best oh fish fries. Oh my God, he, he does play Bitwiz. Oh my God. Because <laughs> his name is Bruce. Of course he does. What you mean? <laughs> what you mean? Woo. If his name was Bruce and he did play Bitwiz, I'd be bigly offended. It actually. Would be so good. <laughs> well let's it. get on to this black woman self-care then all right let's do it do it do it, do it. if you're do struggling it. to pay off high interest credit card debt you need to take action help fight off high interest credit card debt with upstart the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score unlike other lenders upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate they offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart is completely online and makes it fast and simple to check your rate. If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt with Upstart. See why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com grown to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash grown. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Full amount. I deserve love This week in Black Women's Self-Care, because we are on the precipice of the apocalypse, perilous times we are living in, um, I wanted to, instead of us talking about what we've done in self-care this week, I thought it would be good. And I want to hopefully inspire and encourage you all, um, to do the same, but you know, if you haven't made a plan for intentional self-care and self-preservation, something that's going to give you some joy this week, I admonish you to do that, um, because you know, we are dealing with some difficult circumstances, right? On top of a global pandemic, we are dealing we are dealing with the most ghetto of elections that we've ever, I think in the history of this country. Honestly, ever, more than the witnessed. more than the Florida recount. I mean, it is <laughs> And un- I vividly remember that. It is unreal. Um and, you know, it's daylight savings time, you know, it got dark at like 3:30 today. Useless, useless. <sighs> the ghetto, the trash. Um, you know, and I mean, just on top of just kind of like, you know, the compounding pressure of kind of navigating all that has been 2020, I have made a conscious choice, uh, to, um, you know, do building some intentional self-care each day this week. And so, um, you know, you guys know me, I really like to take care of myself. Um, so tomorrow I have made an appointment after work to go and get these toes done. And these, uh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to give me a little manicure or something as well, because, you know, I know me, right. You know, I'm not going to be sitting up, hemmed up, up underneath the CNN, watching the the numbers (laughs) and the polls come in. So I'm trying to make myself, I just can't. So I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to go on down to get these toes done. Just adjacent to the nail salon. There is a wine store. Mm, mm, mm. They specialize in the wines, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm going to, 
I'm going to go there and pick up a few things. I'm going to go home and take my medicine and go to bed. Okay. That's my plan. And then when I wake up on Wednesday, whatever the Lord says, this is what it's going to be. Because I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to get my hair cut. Thursday, I'm going to do something else. Maybe I mean, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about trying to get my little house together. I'm trying to do something every day this week to kind of set me up. So that I can have something to look forward to. And that's going to be what I'm doing in black women's self-care for this week. What are you guys going to do? Anybody have anything on the docket? Didi, what you doing? I am. So I'm a real, like a big avid reader of African-American fiction. Not the mm-hmm. urban fiction, like the stories of the, the drug dealers <laughs> that are coming and getting their baby mamas. Not that, but you know, like, so there's a, there's an author um, Kimberla Lawson Roby, who has a, a series mm-hmm. on uh, this. It's a, a preacher who, you know, is married. It's just regular like church stuff, but it's a really good series. I'm actually going to go back and start the series all over again because I've read all of the books. But I am going to pick a book um, and I'm going to read it until I get done. And then when that book is done, I'm going to go on to the next. And that'll probably take me through mm-hmm. to the next week because I don't mm-hmm. have... I mean, like, you know, like I said earlier in the show, I work for Kirk Franklin, so he could literally call at two o'clock in the morning and say, y'all, I got this song, you know what I'm saying, that God gave me for (laughs) election. Let's go to the studio and let's record it. I'll get up and do that. But as far as my work this week, I don't have anything scheduled. Um, I am going to immerse myself in somebody else's business, in somebody else's fictional story, because I have absolutely no, Mm. I have no energy uh, for Trump 2020 whatsoever. I have none. Like, I just, Oof. I'm not playing, I'm not about Period. to play these games with y'all. Um, yeah, no. So I, I, I don't plan to watch mm-hmm. anything tomorrow because I've just, like like Kia said, Wednesday morning I'm going to wake up and I'm just going to see what the Lord say. And uh, <laughs> yes. we're going to move yeah. accordingly. Well, That's move. it. I can't control these systems. Mm-mm. You can't. Well, that sounds pleasant. I'm going to smoke <laughs> Copious amounts of marijuana. Copious. Copious. uh, Copious. Okay. And I'm going to probably uh, have myself a bottle of Lambrusco to myself. Go forth. Because that's Uh how I'm feeling. Um, Sunday, I have a, uh, I'm going to get Asian food in Queens because it is the best out there. Probably Korean. Oh, nice. I'm bringing home some homemade Korean uh, kimchi because my homegirl's mother made a giant batch and I'm getting some acupuncture. Ooh, very nice. And I have not had acupuncture since the start of the pandemic when I had to stop my weekly appointments because of pandemic. So my my lovely quarantine beautiful friend is going to actually perform acupuncture in her home for me Ooh, with nice. some cupping. She's in a school studying Chinese medicine. It's beautiful. So I'm very pleased about that. And those are going to be the things that I do this week to take care of myself. Probably watch a movie with my mm-hmm. child. Continue to purge my home. I, too, am trying to do something every day, sis, mm-hmm. to try to make sure my space is completely ready for winter and we are just comfortable in here. And, you know, get uh, ready for this phase one and a half. I just spit all over <laughs> myself. <laughs> And that'll be, that's my black woman self-care. That's what I'm going to do to take care of myself this week and continue to drink my water. That part. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Got to stay hydrated. 
Well, That's ladies it. and gentlemen, we hope that you are, are are taking steps and measures and making plans so that you are fearlessly pursuing preservation and some joy this week because you deserve it, you need it. Um, and whatever the circumstances are, you still deserve it and you need it. So I hope that you can make it happen for yourselves. We'd love Absolutely. to hear <clears throat> what your plans are. You can tweet us. You can send us an email. Y'all know how to reach us. Let us know what you'll be doing in self-care this week. Yes. Right Didi, on. thank you. Thank you so much. Muchas this was gracias so for coming great. and sitting with us at the thank kitchen table. Thank you so much for having me. a delight and a joy. Such a joy. You're a joy and a blessing for those <laughs> girls. They are very, very, very lucky to have you. And Indeed. if they don't know it now, they will they, figure they it totally out. They totally know. I've been texting my, my youngest to tell her to keep it down um, in her room this entire <laughs> time. Oh, what? <laughs> Noah is a wild thorn baby, please. She could have done whatever she wanted and it still wouldn't have been louder than mine. <laughs> Honestly? Truly. Oh, let's get into this honesty backs. Let's do it. Our listener said, please give me a pseudonym and my pronouns are she and her. Thank you for that. Please make it clear when you write the honesty boxes. That makes it super easy. What would you like to call her this week, sis? Let's call her uh, Kimberly. Kimberly. Kimberly writes in and says, hello, Jade and Kia. Let me get straight to the point. Let's my go, mother girl. hates me. Oh, no. I know. Since I was a child, she's always had this animosity towards me that I never understood. She was extremely cold and mentally and emotionally abusive. A while ago, I decided to cut her off completely and block her number because she would randomly text me vile messages and I was tired of it. Fast forward to last week, she texted me from an unknown number saying that she knows I've been talking about her and that I'm messy and have been messy since I was a child. Her last statement further validated my feelings of her hating me as a kid. I haven't said anything to or about this woman, and I know it's a family member that I also don't really talk to that's going back to her with mess and false information. This is one of the reasons I've decided to distance myself from that side of the family, because all they do is talk badly about each other, and it's toxic. Usually I ignore, I'd ignore her mess, but this time something compelled me to go off, and I went off. It was years and years of built-up anger. I was honestly fed the fuck up. My inner child was so pleased with me. I'm already in therapy, so I'm able to speak with my therapist to process my emotions in a healthy way. My question to both of you is this. Was I wrong for going off on this person that gave birth to me? I don't feel bad at all, but I'm also over this entire situation, which has made me very indifferent. Any insight would help. Thank you, Kimberly. Are you wrong, Kimberly, for going off on your mom? I think I would have to say, I mean, just given what I know right now, I think I would have to say no. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, I'm not, I think from what I, what I, I guess I'm surmising from your, from your email is that you responded, you know, the, the, your, your, reaction was in response to something that happened and it was kind of compounded by like, you know, other events and other things. And it just kind of, everything kind of came to a head and mm -hmm. it was what it was. Mm -hmm. um, and if this is something that keeps happening and if this is something that, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I have a problem with you defending yourself or re- reacting in in the way that you did. Um, so yeah, I don't think, I don't think you were, you were wrong. I guess, I guess, and not that you asked, but I guess the follow up would be like, you know, what happens, what happens now? <laughs> um, and I don't think you are asking us for that, but you just want to know whether or not, whether or not, if you just, if your question is just whether or not I think you were wrong for going off on your mom, I feel like if, if you keep, if you keep, uh, you know, tapping on a nerve, eventually you're going to get a, a reflex, like, I mean, you know, you're going to get a response. So, listen. yeah, I don't know. I, I, no, I don't think I don't think you were wrong. Unfortunately, um, I mean it's unfortunate. I hate to hear, like, really hate to hear that um, mm. you and your mom are in this place. Um, but you know, hey. Um, no, nah, I don't think you're wrong at all, <laughs> at all. Actually, um, based off of everything you've said here. You know, it's. I really applaud you for d- taking all of these measures and these healthy steps to, um, you know, try to analyze and you know break down your childhood to try to you know have a healthier future. I, that's that's beautiful and that's hard work um, that a lot of people are not ready to do. So kudos to you for that. I don't think you're wrong for going off on her. Um, like that's just ugly. The way you speak to somebody, how you how can you talk to somebody like that? And in the same way, somebody might say, well, "That's your mom. You're her child. How can she treat right. you like that?" You know what I'm saying? I think. I hope. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I'm sis. sorry. Uh-uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I, I hope that if there if it is if it is safe and if it is something that after at some point you feel like you would like to kind of get some clarity or understanding or resolution, I hope that that is something that you know, can be pursued and, and have a successful outcome. Um, but I feel like parents are people, especially after we get to a certain age or a certain stage of adulthood, we have perspective and understand them as people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, just people need like to be us, told about themselves. People are flawed. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think, you know, this is just comes, this comes with the territory of kind of navigating adult relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate, like Jay said, that this is happening in like a parent child dynamic. But if there are things that you need to do to kind of protect yourself, mm-hmm. um, then I'm all for you, you, you doing that. I mean, you went off on her. You didn't tell her if you forever leave my life or, you know, I never want, you know, I, I didn't get that impression. Or at least he didn't say that. So I don't feel like this is, you know, we all have. I've gone off on my mama. Same. But truth be told, if you did say that, F you forever leave my life, I don't think I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say that was wrong. I'm going to be real honest with you. Well, I mean, you know, I think it depends. There's lots of, I mean, there's much more, you know, there's, we didn't get all the details. And, and from what this sounds, it sounds like a really long history of yeah. a strained um, relationship between you and your mom. Yeah, and so just based on what we know, I think it's okay if if you if you're looking for us to to um, say that it's okay for you to have reacted. Like you know you you've done you you can you can still respect your mom and respect her as your mother, um, but hold her accountable for treating you a certain kind of a way. And um, there's consequences if, if she doesn't do that. And sometimes getting told off is one of those consequences. And if she tries to come back with the I'm your mother stuff, 
you 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 get respect when you give it let's be clear you don't just get respect off the merit of a title you know what i'm saying i'm like i am all about um respect for older people i try to help older people in the street pre-covid you know what i'm mm. saying <laughs> be real honest i i really do I, I my mother raised me to really be respectful i also don't believe that just because you're old you get to be an asshole i had an old lady on the bx9 one time and this lady had all these groceries and she was struggling so i said here miss i, I help you out don't touch my stuff i mean okay. just nasty i said miss i hope all your eggs break and i went on about my business <laughs> and she deserved that and to this day i don't feel bad for it so and that's not my mother. And that's not my mother who also inflicted um, years and years of mental and emotional pain on me either. So I think that you taking the necessary measures that you need to to cut off a toxic relationship, no matter who it's with, and put yourself first, I applaud you for that because that's not an easy thing to do. And I think you're well within your right. To, if you would have punched her in the face, that would have been different. But I think you letting off all of those emotions verbally and being very clear and explicit about how she has treated you and how that has affected you, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And she's got to pay for that. And she's got to eat that because that's what she bred. Uh, agreed. Continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. Kimberly, we you are in our you are in our uh in our prayers and in our thoughts and please keep us updated on your progress with your therapist. And you know, Kia and I just we support you. We want to see you keep going to be the healthiest you that you can. Absolutely. For sure, for sure. Let's round this thing out with these petty peeves. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Oh, it is time to put the petty on parade and your girl is ready today. I have two petty peeves. <laughs> two Ooh, of them. Go ahead. Yes, I couldn't even wait and hold one for the next week. I got two. So the first one, if you um, I'm, follow me on Twitter, I'm so sorry. Um... <laughs> Sunday, I tweeted because I was infuriated, and I'm glad that I tweeted, actually. So Sunday was one of the very rare days. Noah was at her grandmother's house. I was home. I, I, said, I intentionally said everything that I have to do, I'm putting off until Monday morning. It is going to be raining, and I am going to watch something and order food and lay in my bed and just really do nothing because I never get to do that. So I planned that out. I'm going to sleep in. My body's going to wake up when she does. If she happens to wake up at 10 o'clock, cute, whatever. But I'm going to let her go till she needs to. At about 8.40 a.m., I was awakened by the awful noise of a concrete truck directly across the street from my building. And if I may present to you Exhibit A, where mm-hmm. I was, I want you to know that my bedroom is large. That is not a, a, a flex. I just have a big bedroom. <laughs> and my <laughs> bed is far from my window. And this was the noise that I took from my bed that I was awakened by. Mm-hmm. 
Did you hear that? No. You heard what? you didn't I mean, hear that transformer? It was like was hey, ha, ha. Yeah, it was I, the concrete truck. Oh man. So I jump up and I'm like, and Tristan uh, turns over. He's like, yo, what the fuck is that? I said, I don't know. I go run over to the window and look. I said, it is a concrete truck. He's like, on a Sunday? When I tell you all I have never thrown on my mask, my sweatpants, and my sweatshirt so fast, I Mm -mm. flew downstairs and across the street. And I was louder than the concrete truck. I said, excuse me. And the workers turned around. I said, what the fuck are you all doing on a Sunday morning? I was like, what is going on? Are you serious right now? So the man comes over to me. I'm so sorry, miss. He was like, the, this house right here. He's like, I'm going to be real honest with you. They, uh, they didn't want to pull a permit. So they got the concrete truck to come and pour on a Sunday. I said, say less. I stormed back <laughs> across the street. Tristan had already told me it was four white guys who bought that house. We don't have no white people in this block. So I say four white guys who want to come into a black neighborhood and then you don't want to pull no permits. So you're going to go and disrupt the peace of the residents in the neighborhood. You can do whatever you want to. This is the same shit white people keep doing. Y'all do whatever you want to and you think it's without consequence. I called 311. And I filed a noise complaint. And I said, they told me they did not pull a permit, which is why it's being poured on a Sunday morning. So two complaints were filed. Then I tweeted. And a beautiful black man who I know hit me up and said, I work for Department of Buildings. Say less. Yikes. And let me tell you all, fines are about to be handed out on that ass. And I'm not playing with you. Do not come to these black neighborhoods thinking you can do whatever the fuck you want to. Because that's not how it works. And if you want to come in here and do whatever you want to, I'm going to handle stuff just the way y'all do. I'm snitching, nigga. I'm snitching on everybody. Jadashi69, nigga. I'm telling on everybody. (laughs) What? Jadashi69. Irritated. And then, so I will keep you all posted, but that is definitely happening right now. Fines are being issued out on that ass. Um, My second petty peeve, went to get my hair braided today, had to order me some lunch. So I ordered some lunch. Uber driver comes and brings the food. So my homegirl goes and grabs the food from the door and... I was like, is somebody in your building smoking cigarettes? Like, nigga, that's coming in here strong. She was like, okay, I thought it was just me. I was like, nah, I smell it heavy. It wasn't somebody in her building. The Uber driver smoked so much in the car that the plastic bag smelled like Newports. That happened Newports. to me this weekend. That happened <laughs> to me this weekend. I ordered ramen from a place I'd never ordered before, but I was just, you know, missing ramen. I wanted ramen so bad. Mm-hmm. And I ordered it. It was not amazing. I don't want won't order from there again. But when I I got a contactless delivery, when I picked up the bag off the my door handle, I mean immediately the smell of cigarettes. I mean, it was like in, and I'm talking a paper shopping bag. This was a plastic bag. <laughs> this was a plastic shopping bag, which I thought was illegal. <laughs> but I, it reeked of Newport 100s. Like reeked of Newports. Reeked. 
I was like, wow. I'm like, wow, you people are so crazy. Nigga, if you're going to do that in your car, can you at least spray my bag with some Ozium? Can you at least spray my bag with some blunt spray, nigga? Can you spray it with something? Your black eye spray, whatever you got in there. Can you please? Because I do not want my bag smelling like pell mells. Pell malls? Pell mells? Pell mells. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those are my petty peeves this week I felt very strongly about. What are yours, sis? So I felt like, okay. Um, I have one. There's a young lady who I grew up with mm-hmm. and um, we were, a, you know, we were friends, all of us. We grew up together we, in the same community, did a lot of the same activities, that kind of thing. And so, you know, those kind of people, they friend you on Facebook, you accept them, right? Because you know them and like, you know, okay. But I don't talk to her regularly. Like I don't have her phone number. We don't, you know, mm-hmm. very much. So she is, a friend, I would consider her a friend, but she's not, you know, someone I'm particularly close with, but I'm struggling because her statuses on Facebook are very long. Um, and, and I don't have a problem with, with long statuses because, you know, sometimes people have things on their heart they need to get off. But my issue with her statuses is that she does not use any punctuation. I'm talking... Like a Facebook status that's like 20, 30 lines of a run-on sentence. I mean, not a comma, not a period, an ellipsis, an apostrophe, a semicolon. I'm talking lines and lines and lines of one thought. Does she even capitalize stuff so you can? She does like, capitalize, so I so guess you can kind of figure indi- out where and the I sentence have talked to. I have talked to some of my other friends about this. People from we all grew up together. Other friends from that friends group, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I cannot deal with this. Y'all gonna have to tell her. Somebody gotta say something. I have offered to say something. It was like you gonna hurt her feelings. Don't say something. Don't say. Don't say anything. And they've told me that what she does is that she doesn't really type out her status. She uses the text to talk feature. And I'm like, I have used the text to talk feature before. And if you say period, they will write a period. Truly. If you say comma, they'll put a comma. Exactly. So what I, I feel like that is not an excuse. Um, and I feel like at this great big age, all of us literally on the precipice of 40 years old, it is it is. It is unconscionable for 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 you to have all like I mean, sis, I mean an essay. It'd be a status. Today she wrote a status about um, you know, just kind of like herself. She some things that she was thinking about herself, all like long thought. It was like a journal entry. But I'm telling you, she needs a journal. There was not uh, I'm telling you, no punctuation whatsoever. <laughs> and it really just grinds my gears. I have tried to mute her. I have tried somehow, some way. Some, I mean, she. I tried to mute her. She started tagging me. I mean, there's, <laughs> just, I, there's always, there's always something that just this person without relent is always in my newsfeed with these essays and no periods and my nerves be fricassee fried i'm telling you and i don't even know i don't even i don't know how to i don't know how to fix it 
Can I, I add a I third mean, petty peeve? The sure. fact that she speaks her 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 things like the fact that it's so important you got to put facebook status like, you do the voice note i know it's petty but I, no that's that's that very i just feel like but then first of all i have very rarely only when i'm like if if i'm driving and like an important email or something comes in yeah i have work. i can count on my hand the time i have used the text to talk feature yeah not for f- your facebook status or to get these tweets off nigga like <laughs> It's just not what that is for. I just don't (laughs) believe that that is what that is for. And I know this is really petty because this is her phone, her life, her decisions. It is, but I feel a way about it. (laughs) I feel so strongly. My disdain is so thick for these (laughs) statuses. Oh, that's how I be feeling about this one girl. I know her name's. Oh my God! It'd be like oh, right. Jennifer. Be on I'm that bitch, like, oh, Jinkins. Oh my God! I'm like, oh my oh God! God. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> That's such an auntie thing to do now. I'm like she's I a grandma. Like, I'm like, girl. <laughs> I just feel like, oh my God! It's always like Wanda, the one you with, the one that got away, Johnson. Like, are you serious? Who says these things about themselves, girl? <laughs> on Ooh. facebook i'm I, you know i got saved my, all my you know over there in the save facebook and save twitter it always be like you know why need a god's chosen simpson <laughs> girl if you don't get somewhere and shut up we don't, don't care <laughs> so i don't i don't know too much <laughs> but that they is, i'm god's fry. child It'd be Washington. like God's chosen. I'd be like, still trusting in Jesus. James still <laughs> trusting in Jesus Johnson. Would you please leave me alone? Leave me alone. Ooh. And they'd be having the email signatures like on their statuses. Oh, so my aunties yes. be like, I know that's right. <laughs> and it'd be her name. I'd be like, girl, why is your first and last name in this? This is a, You have a signature in your status, girl? Get somewhere and sit down. You sound Ooh. crazy. Oh my god. Oh that oh man. That just took me out. Oh, it really wears me out. I mean, really I really this is why I don't Facebook much because I no. feel like it's easier to I feel like social media is easier with with internet people. Social media becomes a challenge with people who you know in real life. <laughs> At oh, least god. in my life. Cause my mom keeps sending me like oh, Instagram God. DMs of like different links to like just videos and stuff like that. I'm like, girl, you just went through a hurricane. I thought you didn't have no power. Like, why are you on your phone? <laughs> why are you on your phone? Like- my auntie says, it's in the middle of her name is so happy being me. Girl! <laughs> girl, please leave us I got a alone. cousin whose middle name on Facebook been adorable me since I don't know how long. I'm like, oh my God, what does this mean? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And like, those would be the aunties that's always changing their like Facebook cover image. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it'd be like those blurry images that look like no limit covers, but it's like Jesus and some bubble hearts. Or it'd be like a meme. I'm like, this is not what memes are for. <laughs> memes are not for Facebook covers. Like memes are for your timeline. But you don't know that because you're 70 years old. <laughs> it's like, girl, if you're old, please. Just, just please. Oh, my God. 
Oh man, Facebook with old people is just social media is just a grand. It's a grand time, I tell you, and it's also it makes exhausting. Me, and if you feel so triggered, mm-hmm. if you feel attacked uh, by this petty peeve, good. <laughs> I hope that, that compels you. Might you might want to reconsider your practices. <laughs> reconsider your practice, okay? You look silly. <laughs> And I want y'all to leave us alone. Truly. Your name is not the place for you to to have these declarations. Kevin, about. I'm that nigga Washington. You that nobody nobody needs. Would you to. just you sound crazy <laughs> and you look crazy. And I'm telling you this because I love you very much. Same. And don't think that I have not said this to my family members. Also. And I've tried to say this to the young lady who my initial petty peeve is about, but all my other friends think say that I'm going to ruin her life. I'm going to hurt her feelings. That's not my intention. I just think that it is ridiculous that you are at I mean, you this age. It. You are at this age writing. I mean, there. Let me tell you how to spin it. Tell us, say, okay. hey, girl. So, like, you always have some really interesting Facebook statuses, but they're just a little hard to read because I know the to- the, to- the talk to type or the type, you know, whatever function can be hard to manage. But just make sh- put some punctuation in there so that we can decide because we we want to read your thoughts. <laughs> But yeah. that that feels like a lot. But I'm going it to is. work on it. <laughs> yes, no. I'm going to ask the Lord to guide my heart, give me the words to say. Hey, girl, Auntie Kia, you just waved. Hi. Hi. Oh, here she comes. All oh, all right. Hi. How are you, Noah? I'm good. How are you? Did you have? A... Um, how, how are, are you? you? <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. Did you have a good day at school? Did you go to school today? No. No? Okay. Well, did you have a good day anyway? Huh? Did you have a good did day? You? Yes. Good. I'm so glad. I'm glad to see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. Hello, everyone. Stay positive and stay away from coronavirus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> your child. Only your child. Okay, come on. But we told you, do it, George Costanza. You gotta walk out after the joke lands. You can't say it again. <laughs> trying to teach you read the room. You can't just be out here just saying a joke over and over. <laughs> so, We've got to train up the children, and that is it. Well, Noah just closed out another episode of Getting Grown. She's becoming a regular feature. We love her dearly. We do. Thank you all so much for coming to sit with us at the kitchen table. Thank you to Dee Dee. Yes, indeed. We love her. Mm -hmm. Um, And we hope that we hope that our conversation was useful. Um, We didn't. We were very intentional about. I mean, and hopefully it's not irresponsible. Sorry to those of you who feel like we should. But we we want it to be. Um, a safe a safe space uh, from all of the political chatter and talk yeah. because we have had all the conversation that needs to be had and it comes down to whether or not we have shown up at the polls and done what we need to do mm-hmm. and whether or not you know I don't even know I feel like I that that yes we do need to show up but also there's just a lot of corruption in the system <sighs> um, we just have to wait and see what's going to happen but I hope hope that all of all of you and all of like each of us will continue mm-hmm. to 
um, take care of ourselves and take care of one another. We love you guys so much. We hope that you are safe and well. Absolutely. Um, and we're really grateful. I want to also very quickly before we forget, shout out to the friend zone for 25 yes. million listens. 25 million listens. That's a big, 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 big old deal. Huge. And we are proud of our brothers and sister so much um and we love you guys and we're um we're grateful for the friend zone and it was like five years of of you know non-musty brains we just couldn't, <laughs> we just wouldn't be where we are without you guys so thank you so much for making listening. the world a little less funky now we're super proud of you all yes thanks for listening to the friend zone thanks for listening to getting grown shout out to loudspeakers and all that jazz we love y'all. Tell them what to do, sis. Drink your water. Um, yes. Make sure you mind your black ass business. Correct. And uh, moisturize them knuckles and them elbows. Yes. Also get your knees front and, and back behind them. Between yes, the toes. Between the your toes. Absolutely. And don't forget those shins because those look a little cakey too. That's um, right. And if you don't do all of that. Your black will crack like them red faced baboons out on Long Island. Mm, 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 mm. You be walking around looking like Candace Owens. Mm. Who's that, Candy Ache? Candace Owens is the. It's, it's oh, the black. yeah. It's, oh, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, yeah. There you go. Your black will look like Candace Owens if it's dry. Because <laughs> that's exactly what she is. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the world right now say less the skims is here to help you cut through the noise with skim this a weekly podcast that makes it easier to understand how the news impacts you skim this breaks down the most complicated stories of the week and adds context and clarity to answer the questions that are on your mind subscribe to skim this wherever you get your podcasts new episodes are released weekly every friday morning that's skim this s-k-i-m-m this